Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we talk about Ankara, a drama based on Othello. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the first in our Shakespeare adaptation series. Mm-hmm. Omkara, which is Othello. Yes. And I would say that if you're not familiar with Othello, this is going to be a harder story for you to follow. Othello Disagree. is... Disagree. I am not familiar with Othello. I've oh, never really? seen it. I find Othello... Super easy to follow. Right. I mean, Othello is like one of Shakespeare's simplest plays. Thank goodness. But I think that if I wasn't familiar with Othello, I would get really frustrated by like the opening half hour of gang nonsense that happens. I just sort of like assumed it didn't matter that much. Which and it doesn't. It it really doesn't. So if it, you're okay with things with people just going off and doing stuff by themselves for a while for no apparent reason other than it needs to happen, then you're good. Yeah, I still don't really get who Nasiruddin Shah was, but I don't care. I like him. The local leader. Well, yeah. Of course. But also criminal, right? Well, that's all part and parcel of the same thing. (laughs) They have a real Tammany Hall situation going on over there. That's what it looked like. All of their movies make it seem like that. All of these movies, for sure. This was the second Shakespeare adaptation out of three that he did. Yes, the first Um, one was McBool, which we're not going to talk about because it's really difficult to find. And I personally don't like it very much. But if you love Irfan Khan... And Taboo. And Taboo. Yeah, it was the adaptation of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. This is the second in his series, and then the third one will be the movie we're doing next, which is Hater. So Yes. And of course the man, Bardafash. Such yeah. a good director. Yeah, he's really good. And the performances he gets out of his actors in this movie really shows his skills as a director. Mm. Not that they're not all very practiced actors, but they're not acting in the Bollywood fashion. No, they're not, which is saying something for Karina Kapoor. She is very much, especially when she was younger, really a manic pixie dream girl and for a long time. So for her to act girly and very vulnerable, vulnerable, yeah. And, you know, she's just all about this man, Ankara, but she doesn't overdo it. And that's a really Mm -hmm. fine line for anybody in Bollywood, but especially for her. And yeah, you can see that she's a little bit unsure. Like, she really likes this man, but she's a little bit unsure of herself sometimes. She doesn't always understand what he's thinking. Right. That's abundantly clear. Oh, gosh. She doesn't understand what anyone's thinking. Yeah. Sometimes I don't well, understand she's, what she's thinking, by the way. She, but she's very straightforward, and she's very honest. She and is. I think she expects other people to just take her at face value and not right. think that... She's got nefarious thoughts going on because she doesn't. She's just very simple and straightforward in the way that she thinks. And yet, everyone takes Saif Ali Khan at his word. Yeah, so the real standout star of oh. this movie is Saif Ali Khan, who plays the Iago character, Langda. And I don't know if this is true for Othello, but like he's the main character, really. Iago has movie. the most lines in Othello. Okay, that's, <laughs> I, I, I was like, how could it possibly be different? Yeah. So, yeah, it, he's the main character, honestly. Yeah, he's he is evil. He doesn't really change. I mean, Othello's the one that's struggling to go through something. So he is, of course, the main character, which in this one, of course, it, Othello's, the name is Omkara. Right. 
But he's so but good. Saif Lee Khan does such a good job as Iago. Mm-hmm. And it's an unusual part for him, especially when he first, when he took this part. Yeah, he had only had one other negative part before this. So his other negative role was actually at Casina Tai, which we watched. And he was bad. And talked about. But I mean, he really wasn't yeah, he as was bad. Also, and, he was just self-absorbed and kind of right. like, he wasn't plotting the way that he... He manipulated every single person throughout this movie. I mean, and he relished it. Oh, shamelessly. He didn't care at all about what was happening. Yeah. I mean, he just does Iago so well. Because even before he comes up with his ultimate plot of driving a wedge between Dolly and Omkara, Desmona and Othello. Right. Like, he's already, you can tell he's not a good guy. Oh, he's just a troublemaker. He's not doing anything sinister. He's just a troublemaker. He likes stirring things up and getting people in trouble. Oh, yeah, because even outside of any of this stuff, I mean, the way he makes fun of the guy who got jilted by Dolly. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It is awful. When he's passing out the wedding invitations for Onkara and Dolly, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, won't be your first time passing these out, huh? <laughs> so awful. He's terrible to that guy. Yeah. So our main actor is the guy who plays Onkara, or Omi, as he's called mm-hmm. sometimes. Is Ajay Devgan. Sing him himself. Yes. Being more nuanced than I've ever seen him be in any other movie. (laughs) Agreed. I mean, he also, this has to be the best performance I've ever seen from him. Oh, absolutely. For all three of these actors, this is the best performance I've ever seen from them. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. And so here's the deal. Apparently, Amar Khan was going to be Langda. Nope. Don't like it. Who is Saif Ali Khan's character. um, Iago. Well, okay, so I was thinking about it, and I was like, I'm sure it would have been good, but, like, I can't... Saif Ali Khan did such a good job, I can't even imagine anybody else in the role. I know. I think Amir Khan would have been too intense in the part. I agree, and I think it would have been really hard for him to give extremely um, nuanced deliveries of his manipulation to the camera. Yeah. I mean, we would have known what he was doing, and he's great at being intense, but, like, that's not really what this character needed. So, you feel like Khan has an intensity, but it's a it's a much quieter, like, slow burn kind of intensity. Less eyebrows. Yeah, much less eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, it apparently was a little bit of a deal between the director and... Amir Khan for a while because he was already going to do it. He was going to produce it, also co-produce it, and then he was like, mm, "I'm going to do Saifuli Khan." Well, oh, that's really interesting. The other, the other thing that may have changed the way the movie felt was when Amir Khan is involved in something. A lot of the time, he wants creative, some sort of creative say in it. Yes, he's a little bit of a Christian Bale. Yeah, he's a great actor, right? But he definitely takes over the projects that he's in. Very, very intense. It matters a lot. Every single one matters a lot to him. Yeah. Which is not bad, but it does end up with movies feeling different. Yeah. So I am happy with the safely Con choice. Oh, me too. Yeah. If I'd never seen it, I'm sure I would have been happy with American, but I have seen it. I know what it can be and it can be amazing. That's my thing. It's so good. He doesn't even overplay his limp. No, he doesn't. There, I mean, there's only certain points when you even remember he has a limp because yeah. he's not walking around all the time. Right. A lot of the time they're lazing about, chewing on sugar cane like you do. Like you do. So the other person that had a prominent role in this movie is someone that we saw in Kurban, also with Saif Ali Khan, Vivek Oberoi. Yes. 
And he was really good as just like a fresh-faced, innocent, well, as innocent as a gangster can be, innocent, fun-loving guy who was made the general. Mm -hmm. So if you know the play, he's Cassio. Perfect. I don't. So in that's this, helpful. His, he's Kesu. <laughs> that's right, Kesu. <laughs> he he does really well with that. Um, he's also really naive, and he and Dolly are really similar. They're and they're similar ages. Yes, like he's really young. He really shouldn't have been put into this role. Ajay Devgan explains he only did it because he's big with the college kids, and so it controls. He controls that part of the vote. He's the best man for the job. Which Langda does not want to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And oh, Gara, gosh, I never explained that to Langda. I know. I never told him that this was happening until the minute it happened. Yeah. I mean, there's such a great shot of when you see Langda's expression when you when he makes the announcement, but then after that, when he's part of the crowd celebrating and jumping up and down, and he's completely with the crowd and he's acting out the part, but you can just see it in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's exactly. Like, so upset. Yes. And also, as you mentioned, Monsieur Dean Shaw is in this as, I mean, the Duke of Venice. But in this, <laughs> a small town gangster. Yeah. But he's great. He's the he's the old man who everybody goes to with stuff and kind of, you know, kind of runs things. The, he's like, oh, wait, wait for me for the wedding. Unless I go to prison and then, you know, do it whenever. I know. In the beginning, they're visiting him to get his advice on... The situation between Omkar and Dolly, and they're visiting him in prison. Right, exactly. And where he's got, like, bookshelves and stuff. Totally. Just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So the other character... Yeah. And the, it's so funny that they were like, yeah, Omkuri and um, Anupam Kerr was also... They were also considered for that role, and I'm like, duh, Dolly, of course they were. Like, those are the only two other people that you would consider. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. So, okay, this movie is also really beautifully shot. Oh, it's so pretty. There's so many really striking images, and mm -hmm. they're in a, a deserty kind of area. So mm -hmm. it's when we say beautiful, it's not, like, lush and striking. Right, it's not that they're in the rainforest. It's but, just that they're, it's, they're amazing. it's amazing it's, shot. Yeah, the shots are really well constructed. Um, they've really been well thought out, and the photography is just really adds a lot to the story. Yeah, the way they use that swing. Mm-hmm. So this movie is also, it's a really great adaptation of Othello because this is a place where there is a current discussion over intermarriage between different castes. Yeah, so this, this takes race and makes it into caste. Yeah, this would be controversial for a lot of, cause issues for a lot of people right now. Yes, and I'm not saying that that's not the case, you know, what the original was, but people at least are mostly not open about that anymore. This Ooh, is something right. that causes yeah. disowning and mm -hmm. honor killings and stuff even now. Mm -hmm. But, well, these days, especially in America, it's not uncommon to see interracial marriages. Right. But in India, intercaste marriages, that's more like the way interracial marriage was in, like, the 60s here. The smaller town, yeah. the more rural you get, the worse it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really great use of this storytelling and it adapting it to the place that it's in. I thought that was such a good use of that. Yeah. The thing that's not a great adaptation 
of Othello is turning, and this happens with all of his plays, is let's take soldiers and turn them into gangsters. <laughs> or like warring families and turn them into gangsters. Like, let's just right. take anyone and turn them into gangsters. Now, the, the, to be fair, a lot of adaptations, regardless, have done that with oh, Shakespeare. Yeah. Gangsters is such a popular Everyone Way loves a movie that. about gangsters. <laughs> or a play. Right. So the reason I don't think this is a great thing in Othello is, or for Othello, is that Othello as a character is shown as being so honorable in every aspect of his life. Thank this you. is an upright, upstanding guy. Okay. His one weakness the tragic character flaw that gets exploited for the film jealousy. is his lack of confidence in himself, which leads to the jealousy of Redesdemona. I see. Because of the fact that in this he's a gangster, you can see he has a certain amount of honor. You know, he's loyal to his guy. He's whatever. Sure. But it's different than a soldier in an army. It is a lot different. Yeah, it's interesting. They sort of overcome that because he's extremely confident also. He is. I, I'm sorry. You really can't ask Ajay Devgan to play a character that isn't confident. So. And Othello is confident in all aspects, but why does Mona would love him? So in that sense, Omkara is similar. Sort of, except that we never... Well, I guess he does say it once. And, you know, the half-cast, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... I think they really overcome any of that just by having her father's words be so, yeah, so large in his mind. And it's yeah. so soon after that that um, Landa t- gets gets his hooks in him. Yeah. Um, it's just really, it changes Omkara's character when you change that aspect of him. It does, and I think it becomes a lot, not that it isn't tragic, but it becomes a lot less tragic what happens later. Right. Because it also changes, I mean, Iago is in the army. Mm-hmm. He's a, a soldier in the army. He's an officer. Yeah. So, you know, in this movie, Langda, like, of course this guy's a gangster. What else would he be? Yeah. It's, although he's so two-faced that I was watching it and kind of surprised he had succeeded as far as he had because he's not trustworthy at all. No, he's not. So he just, I mean... It seems like he just snapped when this yeah. happened and he was like, go for broke. I got nothing to lose because if he was playing everybody this way the entire time, there's no way he could have gotten away with it for this long. Yeah. Um, and for gangsters, I mean, it's equally, especially at that level, it's equally as bad when you're doing stuff like this. So right, I think, as soldiers, yeah. Right. So it, I think it still worked for his character. But again, it does really change it. Yeah. But I mean... Like I said, this movie is so good. This is just a minor thing that happens with any adaptation when you change things. The one last thing that I really want to mention before we do spoilers, because this isn't a spoiler. It's just something that I thought was really well done with the film. And that was costuming and to a certain extent set design. Mm -hmm. Was, okay, Othello was the play where the phrase green-eyed monster comes from. As as refers to jealousy. Yes, referring to jealousy. Mm-hmm. Langda in this movie is almost always referring or is almost exclusively wearing green. 
We all think of Othello as the jealous one, of course, because that's who the phrase the Green Egg Monster is about. And of course, Othello is the one who where it leads to an especially tragic result. Right. But Iago is also struggling with jealousy. The reason he's doing this is because he's jealous of Cassio and Othello. Right. And his jealousy causes all of this. Right. So Langda is dressed almost exclusively in green. Mm -hmm. Omkara dresses a lot he the other characters vary a little bit more in what they're dressed in but he dresses a lot in black and red slash orange which i'm just gonna lump together okay and of course othello in the play was black Mm -hmm. desdemona was white dolly Mm -hmm. is dressed more in white and red now red is both the color of blood but it's also the color of marriage in Mm -hmm. india so you kind of get this duel. It's just a passion, I think, in this movie. Yeah, especially considering, you know, in, in both um, settings, this is true, but she left, left everything right. for marriage. Because there's also a lot of red in, and in green. In a more dramatic way than most Indian marriages even are. Oh, 100%. There's also a lot of red and green in the house that they're living in. So you'll mm. see it in the background. Okay. Now, there is a line in the opening scene of this movie where we're first introduced to Kesu, who's Cassio. Mm-hmm. And Iago. Right. We've seen him before, but this is the scene of them together. Yeah. Dolly has run off with Omkara. Oh. And they're playing some sort of game. With marbles. Yeah. And Kesu changes the color of the marble that he wants Longda to, to hit. And then... He says, no, now hit the green one. Right. And then he... Uh, Langda says, I'm sick of your red, blue, yellow. Decide your color once and for all. Mm. And Kesu chooses yellow, mm-hmm. which is neither green nor red. Right? Oh. But if you look at what Kesu is wearing for most of the movie, he's wearing plaid. Oh, he is. Isn't and he? he's the one that changes the color of his clothes more than any other character. Huh. Oh, wow. So whoever did the costumes for this really put a lot of thought into the color symbolism of what the characters are wearing. And that's yeah. just the type of detail that is rare to see in any movie. And this is, you know, this is just how you end up with a movie that's as good as this one is. I mean, yeah, you should look up the reviews. If you're not convinced, look up the reviews for this. Every reviewer loved it. Indian reviewers, Western reviewers, it doesn't matter. Everyone agrees it's a great adaptation and it's just really good on its own. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a shame, actually, that this didn't go up for the foreign Ugh, academy. It should have. I'm sorry. It deserves recognition way more than Lagan. Yeah, which, by the way, wonderful movie. Lagan is amazing and I'm glad that it happened, especially at the time that it did, because Indian movies, as obviously we believe, do deserve recognition and a wider audience than they have. But... If if Lagan deserved it, this movie deserved it too. Yes. This movie does have singing and dancing. Because mm-hmm. it's your classic Indian movie. Lyrics by Gulzar, of course, though. So of course. Only the best. Uh, and actually, the the song uh, BD, or however you say that, mm-hmm. that's still a popular song today. It's a good song. So the singing and dancing is actually quite good. It's used it is. in a realistic way because one of the characters is... A dancer and entertainer. Billow is a great dancer. I yes. loved watching her. Oh, she was great. Yeah. So, and then, honestly, 
I would say like this movie would be rated R if it was in yeah, America. So a, older teens to adults. There's a sex scene in it. It's not not graphic, but not it is graphic, there. But it's like very obvious. And also, there's you know murdering just, just and a lot whatnot. Of murder. There's yeah. a lot of murder. Yeah, and it's the kind of murder where it's realistic. It's realistic, and you can tell that the characters know that it isn't the right thing to do. Yeah, and these are not characters who deserve it all the time. So, and that's harder to watch. This movie pulls you in emotionally. I mean, I was surprised how much the second time watching it, I kept thinking, you can fix this. Just say one thing to the right person. I just, I kept thinking they could still save it, even though I knew. Yeah. I think that's all for non-spoilers. We'll do spoilers after the interval. One of the things that I really love about this movie is that I feel like it gives a lot of space to the relationships. So Shakespeare mm-hmm. by its very nature is going to be real heavy on the dialogue. Mm. All yes. speechifying. Right. This movie gives a lot of space for the characters to interact with each other, to just like have exchange glances with each other. To mm-hmm. I mean, this is a movie where you understand Omkara and Dolly's relationship. Yeah. It, you never, ever feel like they don't go together. Yeah. Or like they couldn't have had a great life without this. But you also understand why they're not a natural fit. Why Omkara mm-hmm. would doubt that Dolly would be interested in him. Right. Because they do come from very different places. I mean, the innocence of Dolly is unmatched by any character. She really didn't need to keep bringing up Kesu like that. It was weird. I I was like, you know what, Dolly? I actually don't get it. Why you're like, great, we're getting married at this time. That's when Kesu will get pardoned. Oh, I know. No, but she was just so innocent that she wouldn't have even occurred to her that someone would have misinterpreted that. Yeah. And... You also really feel the transformation of Langda from troublemaker. Kind of bad to really, really bad. Right. To just, oh, oh my gosh, I'm just going to destroy Omkara's life. And everyone's lives around him. Yeah. That was collateral damage. He, and he didn't care. Yeah. So many people's lives were ruined. He strung that one guy along by saying he was going to get Dolly back. Obviously, he ruined Dolly's life. He ruined Omkara's sister's life. Was that his sister? It wasn't Longta's sister. Well, was it was Longta's wife. That was his wife? Or long-term romantic partner. I mean, that child was his. Yeah, I never got that's that. That's why, yeah, so that's why when... It, it, this is the thing about this movie, is they're not spelling everything out to you if it's not important. So, Which is fine. I don't when mind Omkara, that I didn't realize that. Right, so when... I think it's maybe the jilted husband... Asks how old yeah, I remember the child that is. Now. And Omkara says... He, he pretends... Uh, Langda pretends that he can't remember. Right. But Omkara is like, oh, how old Langda? And the only reason he would ask him was that yeah. it was his son. 
Yeah. And he was the one taking pictures at the birthday party. And yeah, the son, right. like the boy came and gave him cake, although the kid was giving everyone cake. But, you know. Right. Um, so I'm, that would have been his son. And then the the woman. Oh, you know what? She did have the vermilion in her hair, though. Yeah, so they did. were married. They were married. Oh. Which makes sense, because even if you're a gangster, like in India, if you have a kid with someone, you need to tie that knot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. So, yeah, I mean, it ruined her life. Yeah, no, everyone's life was destroyed by this. And, uh, which is exactly the same as the play. The phrase that gets used a lot in this movie about the whole situation is, she who can dupe her own father will never be anyone's to claim. And this is what mm-hmm. Dolly's father tells Omkara. Mm-hmm. And he remembers it throughout the movie. And this is really, this works so well in Indian culture. Yes. Oh, it's so believable. Because here in America... She who can dupe her own father is a teenage girl. So it's a rite of passage almost. Right. I mean, it's a stereotype and one that <laughs> isn't judged because it's expected. Yeah. But here's, like, this is, okay, I realize Kumail Nanjiani, I realize he's Pakistani, but this was the best illustration of the differences between these cultures. I heard an interview with him once and he was talking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off and he didn't like that movie when he was a kid. He was like, that's a bad kid. So in America, you watch this where he's super disobedient and gets all his friends to cut school and do all this stuff. And it's like, oh, he's a hero and he's so great. But then Kumail Nanjiani is watching it in Pakistan and he's like, this guy's a villain. He's so awful. Like, this is what a terrible movie. No one yeah. would look up to that guy. Yeah. You know? And in this movie... The fact that that phrase sticks with Omkara so much, where he's like, well, she, he did, she did trick her father in order to be with me. That <laughs> means I can't trust her. I know, right? And, like, really what she did was tell you that she was going to kill herself. Like, that's all she actually did. Right, and then snuck out of her father's house. Exactly. To when, go join you. When you were like, well, you don't need to do that. Why don't we get married? Yeah. And she was like, okay, sure, that's better than killing myself. Yeah. But yeah, and it sticks with him immediately. It disturbs him when he hears it. It yeah. doesn't need the extra prodding from Blanca to be something that he doesn't want to hear. Right. He's willing to push it in the background when everything seems like it's going fine. But as soon as he starts getting suspicious because of Blanca, it, I mean, that is everything he's thinking about. Yeah. Oh, constantly. Yes. There's two scenes that I really like in the second half um, that I, we could talk about. And the first one is the scene on the train. This is, I think, a really great job from both Saif Lee Khan and Ajay Devgan. Mm-hmm. They're going onto a train to kill someone, like you do. And while they're waiting for the train, Omkara is asking Langda, Tell me yes or no, clear-cut answer, just right. yes or no. Is something going on between Kaysund and Dolly? Yeah. And Langda will not give him an answer. And he's like, oh, man, uh, let my... Let my face fall off before I... I don't know, remember what he said. Yeah. He's like, before I, I answer that, oh. Yeah, and I mean, both of them are playing the part to perfection. Yeah. But Ajay Devgan the whole time is keeping very calm mm-hmm. in a way that it's obvious he's going to explode at any minute. Oh my gosh, yes. Ed Longda obviously <clears throat> knows that. Oh no, he totally does. So then the train comes. They go on the train. It's raining, of course, very dramatically at night, raining at night. The train comes. They get on the train. They kill the guy thereafter, dragging him out like in front to the front of the train, kill the guy in front of. Yeah. So like the train spotlight is 
back backlighting the whole scene. It's it's so excellently shot. <laughs> but then he starts yelling the question, yes or no? Yes or no? Yeah. And Longda finally says And that's when he goes after Longda and he's then yeah. just turned on him. Yeah. It's just such a well-played scene. Yeah, it is. And it's where you understand both what Omkara is struggling with, but because he doesn't want to believe Dolly. He says, these things I hear when I listen to you, like I doubt every time I look into Dolly's eyes. So he he has, he he knows when he's with Dolly, it doesn't feel like she's doing anything bad. Right. But when he's listening to what Longda is saying, it makes so much sense that he can't help but doubt Dolly. Mm-hmm. And, and this is really the culmination of that, of what he wants is he wants hard evidence. Right. He doesn't just want to take Longda's word for it. Mm-hmm. He wants hard evidence that this is going on. Mm-hmm. And this is really his boiling point. And then, of course, he sends Longda out for it. And it, instead of uh, the strawberry handkerchief, it's the, the family jewels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, maybe you should have sent someone other than the guy who made the accusation. Okay, but here's the thing. And this is in the play as well, in Othello. Mm -hmm. Iago is constantly referred to by the other characters as Honest Iago. Are you kidding me? Everyone trusts him. Okay. Well, I didn't realize that, partly because in this movie, he seems so untrustworthy. (laughs) I'm shocked that anybody has ever trusted this guy. When you only watch the scenes, though, between Omkara and Langda, you can see why he would trust him. That's true. No, he's very good at compartmentalizing who he really is. And all of his creepy stuff, he's either doing by himself with his wife or the guy who was jilted. jilted. Yeah. No, it's true. That's where the worst stuff is. Yeah. So I thought that was a really well-played scene. I just love how he knows instinctively that asking for mercy for Kesu, even from the beginning before he's implied anything with Dolly, is the best way to get Omkara to hate him even more. Yeah. And in that scene on the train, Langta is wearing green mm-hmm. and Omkara is wearing black. So if you think about black as being a symbol of his caste, mm-hmm. the way it was for Othello's race, it really feels like Omkara is feeling the separation between him and Dolly. Yeah. And Lanta is playing on that. Because the other thing is she does the, she plays up the innocence so well, and he does the kind of brooding, like, you wouldn't believe the things that I've seen so well that you can even feel the difference between them. Oh, absolutely. She feels like she's in high school. Yeah. And he feels like he's <laughs> he's lived a gangster's life. <laughs> a 30-year-old gangster, yeah. you know, which he is. I mean, So you can really feel, like, even though you can feel that they love each other, mm-hmm. you can feel the difference between them. Yeah. That they don't naturally belong together. It's just so well done. It makes sense that they love each other, and it makes sense that someone was able to drive this wedge. Yeah. So let's talk about the murder of Desdemona. I guess maybe not the murder of Desdemona. I mean, that scene was heartbreaking. Oh. But let's talk about, I guess, the suicide of Omkara is what I really wanted to talk about. That scene opens with him singing to her corpse the lullaby that he was singing to her when she was asleep, mm-hmm. which already heartbreaking. Wake up, my princess. Oh, gosh. Um, and it's not it's not because you feel like Omkara's blameless. No. It's not because you feel like, oh, if only Evil Iago hadn't done any of this, none of this would have happened. It's because it's so tragic and he knows that if he had just not let himself believe this stuff, if he had just talked to Dolly or anyone else but Landa. Right. Or just not acted immediately. Yeah. 
Because it was all about to fall apart. So he's saying a lullaby to his dead wife. And then they come in and confront him about what he's done. And he's pointing the gun at them. At Kesu. At Kesu. Who would be terrified because he's had it out for him for weeks now. Yeah, he's been very angry at him. But, of course, he winds up shooting himself. He falls to the ground underneath the swing he hit when he fell. So he's lying underneath the swing. Desdemona's lying on, sorry, Dolly is lying on the swing. Mm -hmm. She's still dressed in her wedding dress, which in India means that it's red. He's dressed in white with the blood showing on his clothes. The swing is going over so that it's shot down. So that on each swing, you see him on the ground and then her swinging by, her dead body swinging by and then back. I mean, it's just... That was so such amazing. a beautifully shot mm-hmm. scene leading up to him shooting himself. I mean, there's a moment there where you're really not sure if he is just going to shoot Kesu just out of. I yeah, I, I wasn't totally sure. I didn't remember how that part of the movie went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just so all over the place emotionally. He's so upset about what he did, about what happened. He's already sent Langda away. Yeah. Um, and not killed him because his punishment is to not be killed. Right. Because he doesn't want him to be sent immediately into the afterlife. He feels like he should be or immediately into like rebirth because it's the Hinduism thing. Exactly. But he's immediately killed by his own wife. Um, who, like a fury. Oh, she is. A vengeful coming fury. like a banshee. Yeah. Which, fair enough, he made her by stealing, requesting that she steal that jewelry, the instrument of all of it. Yes, and she was friends with Dolly. In the yeah. play, she's uh, Desdemona's maid. Oh, okay. He's already sent Langda away without killing him, but he's so, you know, this is an insanely big revelation for him. Yeah, you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Scenes like that are really difficult. I mean, the scene when he killed Desdemona and then the scene when he kills himself, I just think that's so much in the hands of the director. Of how do you do it? Like, how do you want them to play this? It is. Yeah. Well, and I really, I realize it was for suspense. Like, is he killing Kesu? Is he killing himself? But I also really liked that we didn't see him shoot himself. Yeah. You know, to play someone who's that upset, who's just killed his wife and is just so overcome with grief. I mean, Audrey Devkin does such a good job in that. Yeah, he does. And that's actually pretty realistic, um, I feel like. So strangulation is a really common method of domestic violence at all, but also of murder in in relationships. Um, If, I mean, PSA, if you have been strangled even once like that's your sign get out now because your life is seriously in danger but it's similar to suffocation in that it is so personal like you are so angry at this person that this is how you're going to kill them it's so hands-on and it's not fast i could talk about this movie all day like you know (laughs) scene by scene it's it's so well done i but for sake of brevity which i think we've already not done. Too late. We will um, move on to the next movie, which is by this same director. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And it is the third of his Shakespeare movies. Mm-hmm. His adaptation of Hamlet, which is called Hater. Mm-hmm. Starring Shahid Kapoor. This also stars Irfan Khan and Taboo. 
this is available to watch on Netflix. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. 